We lovingly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry, and with me is my co host, Kirsty Logan. Hi! Hi. It's so fucking cold! (laughs) I kind of like this kind of crisp cold though. Yeah. I mean, I don't love being sat out in it for an hour at a time, but that's fine. It's nice to go for a walk in, like get a takeaway coffee, Mm -hmm. walk in the park. Lovely park near Mm -hmm. us, we're very lucky. Not so much just sitting in folding camp chairs. (laughs) Covered in books. Covered in books and several layers of coats. <laughs> but, you know, you do what you do. I might put my hat on. Yeah, do it. I think I'm going to do that later. I've got one of those fluffy ones with flaps. Oh, no, I've got what looks like red and hair dial. And <laughs> <laughs> There's some sort of pink dial of my grey hat. I'm guessing it's come from your hair. Yeah, it might have yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Tell me what we're reading today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I know we've got some listeners excited about uh, this one. Well, I'm ashamed to say I definitely had this book really? when I was a kid. We're doing The Boyfriend by Robert Stein. I wish you could see Heather's face right now. <laughs> Deeply unimpressed face. Um, yeah, right, really annoyingly, it's got a really good cover. It is quite good, isn't it's it? It's like a fucking brilliant cover. So it's like a, it's like a brown tinted black, right? Which I like. I like an overlay. Um, and then we can see that there's like some flowers on like what I would describe as like a mahogany floor. I suppose it depends what kind of how much your book has been sat in the sun for the last 30 That's years. That's true. What kind of brown that This one's be. been well preserved, whoever had this. Yeah. Oh, wait, have we got a name inside? Nope. Um, so, yeah, it's a lily, which is obviously the flower of death. Yeah. Um, with a couple of what look like weird fucked up daisies I, hate, I really hate lilies I hate the smell of them oh I love them but we can't have them now because uh, oh. they're dangerous for cats the smell gets right in the back of my throat it's really disgusting. yeah oh I like them I like death um, if and anyone's buying lilies don't buy them for us <laughs> or just put them outside my door and I just won't be able to bring them inside the flat yeah I'll um, have peonies instead and then through one of the lilies big very quite vulvic uh, leaves is a needle that's got blood dripping off it and I thought the I thought it was keeping the note on but the note is in fact completely unattached yeah that's true and the note says I will love you forever um, and I like the font of the boyfriend too I like that as well it's good and the um, tagline is her boyfriend's back from the grave <sighs> oh and I yeah the font is like a it's a kind of a muted metallic pink spiky and the eye is a heart. Interesting that you're seeing that as pink. I'm seeing that as brown. No, I'm seeing it as pink. Huh? It's like that kind of uh, millennial pink, isn't it? That like fleshy pink color. Kind of. Would you say that it's like Pharaoh and Ball's Sulking Room pink? Because I would say it's browner than that. No, it definitely looks pink to me. Huh? Like a putty, putty pink. Like if you can Im- imagine like a metallic putty color. <laughs> I don't know what putty means in this context. The color of putty. <laughs> Jeez, Heather. Surely. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> what the do you mean? Putty. <laughs> Listeners, write in. <laughs> is putty a colour? 
It is. Okay, uh, I will accept your putty knowledge yep. in this regard. Um, I'm the putty expert here. <laughs> Why is this making me laugh so I've got much? a putty HD. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I'm extremely tired, and it may be, it may be Oh, this. excellent, I can just do shit jokes, what, as opposed to usual. <laughs> Kirstie, this came out in 1990. Wow. I know. This book is 30 years old. I mean, to be fair, it doesn't seem 30 years old. That's the only thing I'll give it. I mean, shit is beyond time, isn't it? So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Shall we dig shit in? Shit as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to read us the first page? It's just giving me Or are you laughing too much? all the way through the fucking thing. Oh, God, okay. <clears throat> this is quite good. Usually when I tell a joke, you just look at me disgustedly. <laughs> David made such a bad joke the other day and I really laughed all the way home from the vets. And uh, I, I, maybe I'm just tipped into hysteria. This will be the point. They'll say, what was the point of 2020 that Heather really went? And it'll be it'll today. Be Susie did the most awful series of jokes. Last night we were watching an interior design show because we're fucking cool. <laughs> I should say she's in our extended family. That's why she was around. And they were talking about this faux panel on the wall and she was like, why do they hate the panel? Why is the panel the enemy? And I was just like, oh, faux. The faux panel. F-O-E. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I, I really we didn't get were that like, at all. <laughs> anyway. That's the sort of thing where it's like, is that a joke? I feel, or I feel like I just else? told Jessica Simpson a joke there. <laughs> <laughs> that blank stare. Everything that is a joke, I can't get. And everything that isn't, is just hysterical. Yeah. Will I read? Please. <clears throat> Chapter 1 Am I going to do it? Joanna asked herself She looked down at the brightly lit mall At the blur of faces she, Sorry, she looked down the brightly lit mall At the blur of faces Shoppers balancing packages Pulling young children Peering into colourful display windows Teenagers walking in twos and threes Beginning their Friday night prowl Whoa. Of course I am, Joanna decided A smile spreading slowly across her face Once I get something in my mind I always go through with it Daddy's little go-getter That's what Sherman Collier Joanna's father always called her. His highest compliment. Daddy's little go-getter. She'll never take no for an answer. Bah! There were lots of compliments from Dad, Joanna thought bitterly, walking quickly away from the meeting place by the bookstore, crossing the wide aisleway, then stopping. I was Daddy's girl, a real collier. Of course, thought Joanna, her smile now completely gone. That didn't stop him from leaving. That didn't stop him from running off with that cheap-looking redhead off to Tucson or some other crazy place. Her mother refused to tell her where. She hadn't heard from her father since, not even on her 16th birthday. Okay, so that sets up, that ties in nicely to the end. So I'm going to say this book is Robot Stein's attempt at writing a tragedy. Oh. I think. I just really think it's, Tucson is some crazy place. I have been to Tucson, Arizona. I have to say it was quite lovely and there was wow. a really good bookshop. I'm just imagining a desert. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it was like, I think 42 degrees the day that we were there. We had to get up. I was sleeping in a van. <laughs> Hello, my 20s. Um, and we had to go up and we had to go to the public pool from like 11 a.m. to like 4 because there was just nothing else you could do. I mean, that sounds nice. It was that or go to a mall because it was just so hot. Sitting in a pool all day sounds like my dream life. So. It was lovely. Arizona is like on the face of the sun, it, I've realised. It's oh, quite that a drive. sounds like my hell. <laughs> I would always rather be cold than hot. It was just so big. Anyway, yeah. Um, this. Oh, also, can I just read this? Mum had done all right, thought Joanna. Tiny, meek little mum. I have a lot to say. So about this that sets up a lot of things in this book. Uh, 
Daddy left. Uh, all women are the enemy. And that's it, really. Yeah. And Joanna's awful. She has a BMW. Yeah, we'll get to it. So here's Joanna, <laughs> right? Uh, she is fit, and my gosh, don't she know it. She has got blue eyes, straight blonde hair, high cheekbones, a perfect nose, and a proud forehead. Which I'm just imagining, like, um, the Klingons. Oh, yeah, like a very <laughs> distinctive forehead. So that's what she's got. Klingon forehead. <laughs> Blue eyes, straight blonde hair. Imagine like Anne Coulter, but a Klingon forehead. She has got a Klingon forehead. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, she sleeps on satin sheets and she has a $40,000 car. $40,000? In, In 1990. Will I, will I quickly Google? No, I can't be bothered to do it. I bet that's a million pounds. <laughs> that's surely... I don't make that in a year. No, I've never made that much money. That's wild. I mean, collectively over my life, I would hope that I have. Well, but yeah, but you wouldn't be able to spend it all in a fucking car. <laughs> no. No. £40,000 for a... I mean, how old is she? For a fucking... She's 16, 16. just said. My God. What? Anyway, also weirdly, she keeps going on about Elvis. Several times <laughs> she mentions a few Elvis songs and an Elvis film. And I'm going to say, presumably, that's because that's what Robot Stein listened to as a teenager. And why change? Just, I don't think time moves on. If that's what I did as a teenager... I think culture stays Probably the same. it will be the same. <laughs> Weirdly, there is a little... Did you not watch things that your mum watched when she was a kid? No. Like, we had a, we had a VHS... <laughs> Hi, fellow kids. Um, of Watch With Mother, which was on in the 50s. So that would literally have been what my mum watched. And, you know, like, you never seen, like, The Wooden Tops or, like, Andy Pandy? I did watch Andy Pandy. When they were, like, in black and white as and well. And I did watch Disney films. Like, I was obsessed with the Alice in Wonderland Disney, yeah. which is... That's from the 50s, isn't it? Yeah. So we and did watch some. Snow White. Mm-hmm. However, that's not your main personality thing. I didn't no. go around like shopping malls when I was 16 referencing Andy Pandy. I didn't listen to music from then. No. Well, like my parents listened to it and I guess like my dad was into Led Zeppelin and my mum was into Joni Mitchell and I guess I would listen to them if I was in the room with them, but I yeah. didn't on my own time refer to Led Zeppelin. We listened to a lot of Queen. But then, they, you know, they were... But they were around at the time. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, Elvis was not around at the time. So here's what Joanna's doing. She is... Sta- she sounds like she's going to be doing something very exciting. She's not. She's standing up her boyfriend, Dex. <laughs> he has got thick black hair, which my uh, word processor is determined to autocorrect to sex also, so that doesn't help. He's got thick black hair, and he wears a T-shirt... Uh, oh my god, what a so The poor are awful, aren't they, in their t-shirts? <laughs> She's so horrified by his t-shirt. She's Ugh. so horrified by everything about him. Like, maybe I have a note here, do I? Um, can I read out on page seven, have you got this note? No. About what a twat she is. Um, I mean, the whole book is about what a twat she is. <laughs> bearing, bearing in mind, like, she's been dating this guy. Why would you even go out? Anyway, so she's worried about driving her BMW across from the school. Dex had been good. He had a clear, expressive voice and he looked very handsome on stage. But everyone else was terrible. The scenery was practically non-existent. The lights kept flickering. Yeah, it's a fucking school. Afterwards, Dex was so excited. He was positively high. Joanna told him how good he was. But all the while, she was feeling sorry for him. If only his aunt could afford to send him to a private school, like Landover, where Joanna went. Maybe then he'd have a chance to get somewhere with his acting. But his old aunt had no money at all. And it's just like... She just like... 
is like disgusted by the fact that he's poor. It's also weird that you would go out with someone from another school. <laughs> I feel like I never hung out with kids from other schools, really. No, we didn't, really. Because they're outside of your area, aren't they? Yeah, like, ve- I suppose very occasionally we would, because, not surprisingly, I was, like, a goth kid at school, and so sometimes we would hang out with, like, other goth kids from other schools, but not really. We, we, I mean, maybe if you've got, like, a private school nearby, then the catchment areas overlap. I suppose, maybe. We didn't have any private schools around. We certainly wouldn't have been but like this like whole like he's not even said to be poor they just can't afford to send him to a fucking private school well when she goes to his house oh, we'll get yeah, to no, it yeah, that is I love the scene where she goes to his house it's so <laughs> ludicrous but we'll get to that later so he is quite poor he's also very dramatic he's into acting uh, everything like that I just imagine him as exhausting <laughs> to be around <laughs> so probably well suited to Joanna so Joanna thinks that she's classy as fuck However, later we discover that in her house, there are the following items. A crushed velvet sofa and an elaborate crystal light fitting. So she's tacky, just like all rich people are tacky. I was going to say, the rich have no fucking taste No, you can't buy taste. Oh my god. I'm going to say, I don't know that many rich people, but 99% of them have fuck all taste. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. So she's just like them, but she thinks that she's so classy. Can you tell I don't like Joanna? (laughs) Can we mention Pete? Uh, I haven't got to him yet, okay, but sorry. we can. I'm racing um, ahead. Yeah, because we haven't had Mary yet. Oh my god, Mary. Mary, the very vital character of Mary. So after standing up decks, Joanna goes home and phones her sweet friend Mary to shock her. <laughs> uh, which made me think of, did you ever watch Empire Records? No. Oh, I was obsessed with Empire Records. I must have seen it 30 times. And there was a great line where so Robin Tunney's in it and she shaves her head and um, Renee Zellweger, Zellweger who's in it very young and very cool uh, I don't know if I really like her now but she's cool in that and she says well Sinead O Rebellion shock me shock me shock me with that deviant babe <laughs> so that's what Joanna does to Mary she's Sinead O Rebellion shocks her shocks her shocks her with her deviant, deviant behaviour <laughs> um, about standing up decks um, Joanna basically is a stone cold bitch through the entire conversation and not surprisingly Mary secretly hates her um, because Robot Stein can't imagine why female friends would like one another so guys at the end of this discussion I'm going to take us to misogyny corner <gasps> yay <laughs> haven't been there for ages oh god awful it's not great can I also say if you're an aspiring writer and you want to learn how to write point of view don't use this book as an example because robot stein doesn't understand point of view because the chapter first we're inside joanna's head and then we're inside mary's head <laughs> and then we're back inside joanna's head and it's just not how he's done that a lot done yeah he's, he's done that a fair amount but then he doesn't really use so you could say well maybe that's omniscient narrator but it's not hmm. it's we're mostly in joanna's head apart from very occasionally in Mary, and it's not even like the chapter is different. No, it's just between. It's, it's in the middle of a chapter. He'll it's go. Just really strange. It's just bad writing. I'm just gonna say it right up front. <laughs> so, after speaking to Mary, then she calls Shep. Come here, boy. A Come sheep on. dog, Come apparently. On. Can I also point out, right? Is it a sheep badger though? Like the one you sent? Oh, the sheep raccoon. A sheep raccoon. <laughs> oh, there's my text again. Um, from my friend saying that I rang her. But I didn't. It was just my fat thumb. <laughs> doing it accidentally. <laughs> so that's what's happening there. Um, so can I also point out that Shep is short, not for Shepherd. It's short for Shep Hard. 
<laughs> not Shep Hurd, like a, if you're herding sheep. Shep Hard. Shep Hard. So, Sheep Hard. <laughs> hard Sheep oh. is his name. Brick Sheep. sheep yeah, made out of which stone. is weird. If your name is Shepherd, is it spelled Shep Hard? Shepard. I think Americans make their own rules when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, that's true. So Logan's not a first name. Sorry. Logan's <laughs> I know a, a Logan. surname. I know a Logan. No, it's a surname. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so is Parry. So oh, hang on. No, no, it's Perry. It's the first name, isn't it? That's also a surname. Which is why everyone thinks it's my fucking surname. Well, um, it's a surname. Parry, it's Welsh. Come I on. understand that you have now chosen it to be a first name. <laughs> I remember reading a description of a romance novel. Don't hate me. Times are hard. I need to read romance novels. And it was a historical Scottish one and one of the characters was called Logan. And I was like, no, <laughs> he wouldn't be called Logan. <laughs> as his surname, yes, not as his first name. Logan Logan. It's not how it works. Like you Neville might be Neville. Logan McLogan, <laughs> maybe. So back to Shep Hard. He has blonde wavy hair and quote, round cheeks which made him look like such a little boy now she's really into this apparently because she says of Dex she could never resist him when he pleaded like that like a lost little boy can I just say it's not hot see when grown men act like little boys it's not fucking hot and I don't understand why she finds it hot it's the opposite in fact men who are in their like let's say late 20s early 30s being completely incompetent and like unable to look after themselves is not attractive. My vagina just closes yeah. when I see a man like that. Yeah. It's like, like, no, never. Men never. who can't do their own washing. Yuck. Fucking grow up. Like, I'm not looking, I'm not your mother. No. I can't believe how many times I've said that in relationships. And even do you realise I'm not your mother? Even if you were their mother, do your own fucking washing. Yeah, it's not your mum's. It's not your mum's job either. to do washing when you're a grown up. Oh, I mean, God. really, when you're not a small child anymore, I think really feel like you can help out. Yep. Anyway, um, pop that in misogyny corner as well. There we go. It's getting crowded in misogyny <laughs> corner. <laughs> also, the other thing that's not hot is because when she says that, he's pleading with her to go to make out point. Go for a drive with me, please. Go for a drive with me, please. How is that hot? Why don't she just stop seeing him? I don't understand. That would just be so easy. You don't like him, he's pathetic. You want to date other people. Just break up with him. In so many of these books, I'm like, you can just break up with someone. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're 16. Fuck's sake. Yeah, you should be breaking up with people all over the place. This should yeah. be your main hobby. <laughs> what you if doing? you happen to meet the love of your life at 16, cool. You're in the minority, but that's amazing. Mm-hmm. If not, you fucking the Play same the as field. the vast majority of people. Play the veal. <laughs> play the veal. Oh, Don't play the veal. Don't play the veal. Oh. Don't date baby deer. Unless that's your thing. <laughs> and unless they're consenting. I thought you were going to say unless they're really cute. <laughs> I mean, how could they not be cute? <laughs> if a baby did pleaded, I would give them whatever they wanted. <laughs> Except to not eat them. <laughs> because you're a vegan and I'm not. I feel like we're spiralling. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It's been a strange season of Teenage Scream. <laughs> Although friend of the podcast HPAL thinks it's a good season, that's yeah. all I need to hear. And friend of the podcast Dave, hi Dave, <laughs> was like, this is getting him through, and also noted that the sound quality is higher. Yay! Yeah. Even though there's been men in magpies. <laughs> We've achieved something. And next door's dog. Yay. 2020 is a success after all. 
<laughs> Thanks to the microphone's fluffy hat. Good job, fluffy hat. You're doing a better job than any politicians. <laughs> so, Joanna's got weird taste because she also really likes that he smells like floral soap. I, it's in misogyny corner. Floral soap's in misogyny corner? It is, yeah. Can't wait to visit misogyny <laughs> corner as long as I don't have to live there. I was very tired and I just did an event when I was making <laughs> notes on this, so it could be a bit all over the place. This book's really weird with smells in general because Joanna also says she likes the smell of cars and she doesn't like the smell of her mom's makeup. JG Ballard, is that you? <laughs> well, I've got a theory. Why is it orangey, the smell of makeup? I've never had makeup that smells like fruit. But then don't you think. I think he was describing the colour. But makeup did smell different in them days, in olden days. <laughs> like, like I remember lead. my nan having like face powder that had a very strong smell. I think makeup now doesn't really have a smell, but I think it did. Hmm. Okay, we'll give him that. Okay, makeup what are you technology has advanced. And also they realised it was just terrible for people with sensitive skin. Like well, moi. Yes, and me as well. Um, I've got a theory though. Robot Stein went to a writing class and they talked about sensory detail. <laughs> and he was like, yes. I need Smell that. is a sense. <laughs> and he doesn't really understand how to use it, but he's trying. A smell, I'm just going to put smell descriptors in I'm any sense. I'm just going to say, she it. said in dialogue, I like the smell of cars. <laughs> because that's how you do it. <laughs> so I appreciate the effort, robot. Well done. Thanks to who it's, it's very much the... Um, you know, a little bit of knowledge can kill you. It's um, that, isn't it? Yeah. Someone shouldn't have told him. A little bit of knowledge is dangerous. Uh, Dan says, neighbours also going around and closing all their windows. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Mm. <laughs> I'm really sorry to the neighbour for having to listen to this. So, uh, where are we at? Dex takes her to the make-out point with his pal Pete. Oh, can I Here describe Pete? <laughs> Joanna didn't really care, care for Dex's friend Pete. With his short, spiky hair, the diamond stud in his ear, and the heavy metal music rattling in his Walkman all the time, he was such an adolescent. He wasn't an adolescent. He's Billy Idol. That's the only character that Robot Stein can do. <laughs> Billy Idol. <laughs> Billy. If he's ever like, I need to do a sort of a bad boy, Billy Idol. Blonde studs, metal music. A character. Well, it worked for Spike from Buffy. <laughs> Do you think that Robot Stein's actually just got one of those things you give to kids where it's like a load of blocks on a stack and you, you spin the blocks and it's got a different sort of bit of every person? Yeah. So if you lined them up, there'd be like a policeman and a nurse and a teacher and a child. But then you can make it have like teacher's head, policeman's body. He's got that, but for like all the main characters he usually does. Except they're just all blonde. Straight white blonde hair. <laughs> Curly, red curls. And green oh, eyes as well. Oh, yeah. Bad boy Billy Idol, and then Shep. That's it. And he just mixes those Fli- up for the, all it, of his books. flips it around. Um, he also has a thing which has been in several Robot Stein books, and I fucking hate it, and I want to banish it from the face of the earth, which is that he's got bad skin. Oh, God, And yeah. that that is meant to be a symbol of him being a bad person. That's because the skin is a window on the soul, Kirsty. <laughs> it's just such fucking bullshit. I hate it so much. They do it in... It's not actually just Robot Stein. I've seen it in other books too, that if you have acne, then that means you're some kind of, like, a lazy person mm. or an immoral person. You just don't wash your face, Kirsty. I loved that one when I had bad skin. Have you tried washing your face? No. I smear oil on myself and I go to fucking bed. I mean, we've both had 
ongoing acne struggles for decades. Mm -hmm. So fuck off with that shit. Maybe there is something to it though, because as a teenager, I was awful. (laughs) And then I think I'm slowly (laughs) becoming a better person and my skin is getting slowly, very slowly, very better. Maybe Mm. it's that I'm using the ordinary face stuff now, which is really good on the skin. Or maybe it's because I'm just becoming a better person, Kirsty. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe it's because I went on a six months course of Roaccutane which was terrible <laughs> Roaccutane but it good really for the worked. <laughs> good for the morals <laughs> yeah right really cleansed the sin <laughs> from me uh, okay anyway so Dex and Pete and Joanna all go to make out point together and at no point does anyone point out that that's weird <laughs> yeah that's a really fucking weird thing to do you know what they're gonna do make out yeah all together yeah I don't know if she fancies Pete she doesn't fancy Dex either, so... Well, that's true. So at the make-out point, Dex fucks around on the cliff edge and... Oh my god, he falls! <gasps> um, but we've read Robot Stein books before, so we He's know... It's a prank. It's not um, But then he falls for real! It's not a prank. Oh no, he hasn't fallen. Oh no, he has. Or has he? Mm. So Joanna freaks out and drives away, because she hasn't read a Robot Stein book before. That is awful. I see you looking at the sky like gonna rain isn't it <laughs> it's just gotten a little bit darker it's just gone got significantly darker it's got bluer it's like there's a blue tint yeah and everything how weird that is weird i thought it was my eyes i thought it was my eyes as well but then the, com- the fact that you commented anyway well, my computer keeps darkening the screen so it's the computer as well <laughs> um it's the dementors have gone across the sun i she like runs away from someone who's just died uh, apparently by because she just doesn't want to get caught for being out and I feel like getting... I don't like it when people make decisions that is just, like, so much demonstrably worse than the original thing that you might get in trouble for. Like, use your critical reasoning. If you go to your mom and you're going to be like, look, I snuck out, but also this guy's dead. She's not going to be bothered about sneaking out. No. She's not going to be like, well, we'll not go to the hospital, my love, because I need to ground you now. And also, her mom seems, like, super nice. And she's managing to buy a $40,000 car and send her to a private school on her own. Yeah. So maybe shut up about your mum. Exactly. Well, but then Joanna would have to be not a fucking total nightmare of a human. Mm. So as we said, Joanna freaks out and drives away. But then she collides with a truck! (gasps) For once, it's not a prank. Oh! For once, she actually collides with a truck and really hits the truck. And then she has a weird dream, which I'm going to read to you. Okay. Unless you're going to read it. No, no, you go. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I actually, it's not often I will compliment Robotstein, but I feel like you need to give credit where it's due. I think this bit's pretty good. Okay. So she gets hit by a truck, and the next thing she knows, she's waking up in her bed, and she's like, oh, it was all a dream. And Dex is there, and she's like, okay. And we have this. Uh, It was still so silent. The silence was almost thick. It must have been very late. No cars moved. The houses were dark. The wind blew, but the trees didn't move. The fallen brown leaves scattered all over the ground, stayed in place as if nailed down. Strange. So they run together through this kind of weirdly, eerily still landscape. Everything looks a bit off. The sound's a bit off. The light's a little bit off. They go to the um, make-out point, and then he dies. And she's like, oh my God. And that is a dream. Dreams are the only thing you can do. Yeah. Because they're such a crutch. That's true, but he does do quite a good dream sequence. Mm. But that's it. It's because it doesn't have to be connected to reality or make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So then Joanna wakes up in the hospital. 
her mom is upset. Understandably. Because <laughs> yeah. her daughter's just been hit by a fucking truck. You think? Um, but Joanna criticises her looks. Uh, her mom is too short. She's got age lines. And her makeup is smeared because she's crying because her daughter nearly died. God, she'd hate me. I just feel like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Can you imagine? You nearly die. You wake up in hospital. Your mum is there. And you're like, oh, my mum looks old. Can you, like, Can get you, some Her sleep? mum's probably about 35 as well. <laughs> she's probably not bought moisturiser in 30 years because she's saving up for your ridiculously expensive cars. Exactly. I just think, that's so horrible. Yeah. I feel like, even when I was an awful teenager, if I nearly died and woke up in hospital and my mum was there, I'd be like, thank fuck my mum is here. Yeah. I don't, there's no one in the world I want to see more than my mum right now. Even when I was, like, a teenager and really was not a nice person to my mum. For reasons which I, you know... I'm coming to realise is in that we both had really bad uh, PMS. I was going to say, is it time for misogyny corner? No. <laughs> like, she was going through, you know, her hormonal stuff. I was going through mine and we were both massive bitches. Um, but at no point did I think, oh, she looks really old. I know. In fact, my mum has always looked annoyingly young. To the extent where I've been like, what are you doing? Because I need to start doing that. I just always <laughs> remember thinking how beautiful I thought my mum was. Like, mm. I always thought my mum was just so classy and so elegant. I remember going clothes shopping with my mum for maybe a dress, maybe it was for for an event or something. And she was like, oh, I can't wear things like that because my ankles are too skinny, which is the exact sort of weird shit my mum says for herself. That is weird. And I was just like, what a bizarre thing to think about yourself. Put the dress on, you'll look great. Annie recently told me, we were talking about like things that you're neurotic about in your appearance that you kind of know no one else really notices, but you're still really hung up on it and you think it's the first thing everybody looks at. I'm not going to say what it is on the podcast. Annie mentioned an element of her physical self that she's incredibly self-conscious about and she thinks everybody noticed. And I still don't know if she's winding me up (laughs) because it's so ludicrous that I was like, I can guarantee you with 100% certainty, no one you've ever met, including me, who's looked at you probably more than anyone else on this earth, maybe your parents when you were a baby, I've never noticed this about you. And if I haven't noticed it, how do you think anyone else has noticed it? Yeah. But she still is really hung up on it. And she'll like point it out in pictures and stuff. And I'm like, nobody I has noticed this. I can't think of what it even might be. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, I'm not even going to say what it is. Because she. Gen- I think she genuinely is hung up on it. But then I also am like, this thing is so stupid. Is she making it up to make me realise how stupid my neuroses are? <laughs> but every time I laugh and say, you are winding me up, aren't you? She's like, I don't want you to laugh at this thing that I'm neurotic about. And I'm like, okay, sorry, darling. But I'm like, is she though? <laughs> David always takes the piss out of me when I mention my short torso. And like, <laughs> the thing is, it's just a fact. And I didn't realize it until my mom just said it out, like maybe like six years ago. I was like, it's weird that I get these like fitted dresses. And they're like, shoulders are always too high. And she went, it's your short torso. And I was like, huh? <laughs> and we've, we just got short torsos in my family and the women and now I realise it's true and it's why things fit weirdly I'm not neurotic about it there's nothing to be neurotic about but every time I mention it David laughs and I'm like but measure my torso I see I've got a long torso which see? means jumpsuits can look really weird because they pull on the crotch too much because my torso is long see mine bunch up either ah. at the shoulders or here because I've got the short torso anyway if you just merged it we would be average sized torso <laughs> Because no, there's nothing wrong with our torsos. Yeah, but then also, like, it's I can't... It's just not average. Like, I have got quite long legs for someone of my of my size. Mm. You know, to, to balance. So then you can't even just buy, like, petite people stuff. Because I've got quite a big bum and legs as well. 
Um, yeah, anyway. I know this is brilliant content, so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Rosie's corner. <laughs> Speaking of misogyny corner, if you thought Robot Stein was harsh on teenage girls and fat people, middle-aged women... Oh, my God. ...are apparently repulsive. Fair, fair game for your misogyny. Yeah. yeah, which I'm like, you can't just filter your misogyny through a teenage girl's point of view. We know what you're we doing. We know what you're at. We know what you're doing. Stop Cheeky. it. So then Pete comes by and he tells her Dex is dead, <gasps> but really dead, not prank dead, really dead. Um, but you'd think the hospital would have told her. You would think. And it's also really weird that her mum doesn't know. That I'm like, this is a small town, right? Yeah. Like, I know he goes to a different school, but I feel like if you live in a small town and a teenage boy dies in a sudden accident, everyone's going to know about it. And also, well, I suppose the police wouldn't know she's there, but then everyone would be like, well, they're dating. I know, because everybody knows. Weird. Because Shep mentions it. He's but, like, aren't you dating that kid from that <coughs> other school? But he was taken to a hospital upstate, so... Why? Yeah, why? They don't They don't go, well, which hospital would you like to go? Maybe in America they do. I don't know how they the fucking do medical system They do if you haven't works. got health insurance <clears throat> maybe you had to go to a non-health insurance hospital oh they have those do you know we've been doing this Buffy rewatch there's a whole plot line on Buffy that's because you know her mum well I guess spoiler for 2002 her mum dies and then Buffy dies but when she wakes up she's got no money because it all went on her mum's hospital bills and I was oh, like wow wow that's a plot line that just wouldn't and then there's this leads into all other things like she has to get various jobs blah 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 she has to drop out of college it's quite good to be in TV well it is but also like that wouldn't happen in any other country no yeah that is crazy that is yeah yeah she's got her mum died and she's got to pay all these hospital bills yeah that's that's nuts that is just not a thing we have to worry about when people die so I don't remember really noticing that when I watched Buffy as a teenager because I was just like you must have made that up in the world of Buffy that's ridiculous I remember it's super sad when her mum dies oh it's horrible mm. actually that whole episode after her mum dies is really good and like the use of sound is great they mm. use silence a lot in it rather than music and it's really good really effective very effective maybe I'll rewatch it's very good rewatch some of it <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you which ones to rewatch. End of season two, and I can just cry like I did when I was a teenager. I, I was so unaffected. I don't think it would affect you now. Well, no. we'll see. Rewatch it and tell me. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Joanna's not that fussed about Dex being dead. She basically is just glad that she doesn't have to break up with him now. <sighs> which, again, can I just point out, like, you could just break up with someone. This character is just so ludicrously evil. I know. It's just awful. Like, from the very beginning, you're like... Who hurt you, robot? Because she, people aren't like this. She doesn't think a nice thing at any point. And about anyone like, or anything. It's not like when I write truly awful people, which is to make a point. <laughs> and you know what? He it's, thinks he's making a point. I think he thinks he's writing a tragedy. God. I know. So Shep takes her to, the, to a dance at his old school, and she's horrible about everyone. Um, to be fair, it does sound like a shit date. Go yeah, but he's to a also, dance at my old school. He's quite nice about it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, sure, they haven't got as much money as we would have, but like... You know, they're doing their best sort and of thing. And also, like, why are you being a dick? Mm. There's no need to be a dick. Um, then she has a tennis lesson, and she fat shames a stranger. Um, there are several tennis scenes in this book, and I think their only purpose is for her to be horrible to people, and I guess to show that she's rich, because as we know, Robot Stein thinks tennis equals rich, and I think more than one tennis racket equals rich. <laughs> <laughs> but then, back at home, Dex climbs in her window. Oh, my God. But he did. <laughs> He's dead, though. He's like, 
weird. Why would Pete say I'm dead when I'm not dead? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. To be fair, I'd be really pissed if everyone went around telling everyone I was well, dead and I wasn't dead. Yeah, so he's not It wouldn't really be the pissed. weirdest room where people spread like, about me. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, don't even get me started on that. So there's a, there's a problem, though. His skin's kind of green. <laughs> His eyes glow red. He smells like rotting meat. He walks stiffly and straight-legged. His teeth are coming loose and his skin is peeling off. Oh my god, he's Herman Munster. Oh well. I love that they go to a club when he's like this. I need a moment for this club. (laughs) The club is called Barks. The club is called Barks. Is it it tree themed? (laughs) No, Heather. It's got paintings on the walls of giant dogs. It's what all the teenagers were. And it's called Barks. Not the fucking dog house, which is what it would be called if you wanted to have a dog-themed club. I'm really upset about this. Why is it called fucking Barks? Also, I'm sorry, but that club is a gay BDSM club. Right? It's not. She's like, why is everyone else wearing collars and chains? Why is there... Like a man just wearing a leather puppy mask in no other clothes. I mean, it's playing Gloria Estefan. How are you saying this is a hetero club? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> God, I just realised, I don't think I've made a note on it, but there's one point where she goes like, like, she's a, she's like stumbling or something in their coat. She was worried that people would say, oh, there goes the gimp. And I was like, are we robot, that? have you... Have you looked that up? <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're limping. Also, is that an okay word to say? I don't know. Does it mean, did it mean something else? In like the... I mean, come on. That Tarantino movie came out in the 90s. Yeah. Well, I mean, this predates um, Pulp Fiction, but surely Gimp did not mean something else before it was used. I couldn't comment. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It was like, it literally went like this. Huh! Like, yeah, like, I can't believe I've just read. Oh, you did that. You okay. put gimp in a in a teenage book. Okay. So fine. then after, barks. <laughs> oh, it's so look, so cold. There's steam going out of my mouth. I have just condensation. The temperature has just dropped like five degrees. I swear to God. So then Joanna's mom <laughs> takes her to a rich person charity dinner, and Joanna thinks about how her mom is frumpy and old. The paintings on the wall are ugly, and old people are boring, etc., etc. If only they could be at box. If only. <laughs> the happiest place on earth. So then she's getting suspicious about Dex. Because, you know, his eyes are glowing green and his teeth are falling out. <laughs> so she goes to his house on the bad side of town. <laughs> are you ready for my description? Well, not mine. Robot Stein's description. Okay. Of... Oops. <laughs> what have I done? Things have happened. Just breaking the thing, basically. Um, so this is the description of the house on the bad side of town. Okay, <laughs> bear with me. She slowed down. Make, make a mental image of this. She slowed down as she neared his block. Across the narrow street, two scrawny dogs looking like skeletons in her bright headlights tipped over a garbage can. The lid clattered against the pavement and rolled into the centre of the street. The mangy dogs began pulling at a large package wrapped in brown paper, each snarling at the other to let go. Why do these people keep their garbage cans out on the street, Joanna wondered, holding her breath as if trying not to smell the garbage. And don't they ever feed their dogs? 
Was that Dex's house up there? The small brick house with the newspaper stuffed in a broken window. The house was dark, except for a single low watt bulb aglow over the narrow front stoop. An old tyre sat in the middle of the small square patch that served as a front yawn. The yard seemed to be all weeds, weeds that hadn't been cut in months. So she's driven to a film set <laughs> labelled Bad Part of Town. Um, it doesn't specifically say that there are homeless men standing around a bin on fire. Oh, yeah. It's heavily implied, though. <laughs> I feel like if the description were to continue, yeah. that's the next element. <laughs> and like a motorcycle gang is going to go by maybe? Yeah. and then Like they swinging would, chains around their heads? They would look down like a back alley behind like some sort of buildings where there would be like a, um, like a big garbage bin and then there would be someone having a fight next to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so definitely Robot Stein's been to the bad side of town <laughs> and knows exactly how it's meant to look. So... Dex comes to the door. He looks shit. <laughs> it's a description of what happens when he comes to the door. Dex, why aren't you saying anything? He stared, unblinking. Dex, please, you're really frightening me. Finally, he smiled. The grin formed slowly, almost in slow motion. I'm in a dream, Joanna suddenly thought. A slow motion dream. Wake up, wake up, wake up. As the grin formed, Dex's mouth opened. No, Joanna screamed as she realized his front teeth were gone. No. He stepped forward, pressing her back. His back. He stepped forward, pressing her back against the torn screen door. He raised his hand. He was holding a corsage, a faded, tattered corsage from the cover, stabbed by a long silver pin. Something dark dripped down the petals. He smelled like rotting meat. He grinned at her, his toothless grin. How about a kiss, Joanna? <laughs> he asked. His voice, nothing but wind. <laughs> Which, because I'm a child, I heard that as nothing but wind as. <laughs> oh, Kirsty. Can so, I can I be overly generous? Can we put a pin in that scene? I'm going to come back to this at the end, but yeah, please do. So, I actually like the conceit of your boyfriend just being dead and him slowly rotting away and it's becoming more obvious that he's dead. I like that. And everyone else is like what's wrong with him nothing he seems fine to me that's like an episode of the monsters do you know what i mean like it would be it would be funny and i like i couldn't remember the actual plot of this before i read it so i was like isn't that he's like is it really that he's dead because i was like okay that's more goosebumpsy than point horror isn't it and like there's no obvious end to it but i didn't hate that i can actually really like all these like descriptions of like how he's getting more and more decayed i think that's like fun it's not scary yeah. but it's like a it's like a funny campy idea but then he just ruins it, of course, at the end. Of course. Well, I have to say, a story about someone who treats their boyfriend like shit and he dies and then he appears to come back and is slowly rotting away and everyone around you acts like everything's fine. That sounds like something I would write. <laughs> I was just about to... I was going, is she going to say she's already written the story? I would write it. <laughs> I haven't yet, but maybe I will. Um, so, Joanna... We're nearly at the end now. Joanna concludes that Dex is back from the dead, right? <laughs> she tries to tell Mary and Shep, but they don't believe her. Weird. <laughs> and then Dex comes around, and he manages to come into the house because we have this line. So Shep didn't close the door. I, I thought the maid would, Shep said, looking frightened. Oh, my God. Sheep hard. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Fuck off. Also the bit where, like, they just get blood all over the floor, and she's like... Uh, well, we're not there yet. Can you clean it up? We're not there yet. So okay. what happens is, Joanna stabs Dex for real. 
because he's dead anyway. But it turns out it was all a prank. <gasps> Dex and Pete set it up. But now he's really dead because she really stabbed him. So he did. So he didn't fall off the cliff, and no. then he did fall off the cliff, but it wasn't real. So he didn't. So she just ran away. Well, he did fall off the cliff, but he was okay. But they decided to pretend that he was dead right. with makeup and stuff. So uh, everyone just didn't mention that he was not dead. So that's yeah. fine. Um, and then they did such amazing stage makeup that immediately, like inches from his face, he looked dead. Teenage boys did stage makeup so well that this, a person who can drive, is actually full. <laughs> Lots of stage stupid people dead. can drive, Heather. Yeah, but I just feel like you'd have to be so... What's the word? Self-absorbed she is. <laughs> you'd have unobservant to be she is. Unobservant, true. I just don't feel like anyone could do makeup such that I would believe they were like a rotten corpse. I mean, that's true. <laughs> and therein is where the book falls down. <laughs> I feel like I would need to get past a lot of mental blocks in order to really accept that they were a corpse returned from the grave. And also, what were they doing? Like rubbing carcasses on him before he went out? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, there's apparently fucking... It's probably just rotting meat lying all around his neighbourhood on the <laughs> wrong side of town. So then Mary and Pete volunteered to remove the body. That's weird. That's weird, isn't I it? wonder if that's important to the story. <laughs> but yeah, also the fact that they're just like, oh, maid, clean up all this blood. Well, yeah, so what Joanna does is to explain all the blood on the floor, she just cuts Shep's hand to explain why Can there's so much blood. Hand. She's a stone-cold bitch. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, maid, clean up this blood. You can get a disease like that. Yeah. Clean up your yeah. own blood. Especially for teenagers. I mean, <laughs> I cut my finger this morning. I cleaned up my own blood only because I don't have a maid. <laughs> I wouldn't make them do that. After. Just make no, they r- can't clean up your biological waste. I mean, I bet they do. Your biological hazards. But that's mainly what rich people make them do. Well, they should Did you see that picture of Chrissy Teigen having made her um, nurse dress up as a plague nurse? No. So there's a picture of Chrissy Teigen, like, you know, dressed in... Pardon? Why she got a nurse? Oh, because she had a little medical... Not a medical issue. She had that quite horrible, like, medical thing recently. Oh, okay. But but also, I'm sure she just has a nurse anyway, because they're ludicrously rich. But yeah, it was Halloween, and she she posted a picture of, like, them in their ludicrously expensive house. Her in some, like, silk dressing gown, and her nurse wearing a full plague, like, medieval plague outfit. And everyone was like, this is very much like the movie uh, Parasite. (laughs) I haven't seen that. Don't tell me what happened. Oh, you should. It's really good. I want to. I will watch that as a treat for having read this book. <laughs> so, she goes to Mary's house. Dex is there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But he's really back from the dead now. He wasn't really back from the dead before, but now he is really back from the dead. Because, hey, guess what? It was a retractable sa- stage knife. Oh, before. my God. But now it's a real knife, and he's really going to kill her. And Mary is in on it because she loves Dex, and Joanna is horrible to Dex, and also Mary. But guess what? It's still a retractable stage knife. I feel like Robot Stein hasn't read The Boy Who Cried Wolf. (laughs) Someone should tell him. It's about him. Someone should tell him. (laughs) He is the little boy who cried wolf. Anyway, at the end of the story, Joanna now realises that she's an awful person. But do you know what, Heather? It's not her fault. It's Daddy's fault. Because Daddy left her. It's so so shoved in at the beginning, at the end, to just make that point. So what does she do? Does she make amends with Mary, who's always been a good friend to her? Does she be nice to her lovely mum, who's never done anything except love and support her? No. What she does is she calls Shep. Because do you know what matters, boys? Um, Also, 
well, the end. Let's come back to my pin. We're gonna go to Misogyny Corner. Remember the pin? Let's pull that out now. So Dex didn't know that she was coming around. She didn't call him and say that she was coming around. Mm-hmm. But yet, when she pulled up to his door, he was had his teeth missing. So does he just chill in full zombie drag <laughs> 24-7? Just in case. Just in case she comes around. <laughs> she, he, sit, he sat there every single night of this book with smelling of rotting meat, with his teeth blacked out, in full zombie makeup, like what, eating his dinner. It's late at night. Is he in bed in his zombie makeup? That will give you acne. Yeah, maybe that's maybe he practiced it on Pete, <laughs> and that's why Pete's got acne because it'll clog your pores up. Yeah, that really will. Yeah. What? I mean, none of it makes sense. The fact that like you can really say if something's a retractable stage knife, and also how were they making him bleed? So well, he, also, so they had to have, like, they know that he was going to stab her, and where they must have put this packet of blood. The cr- in the correct area. Yeah. How did they know she was going to do that? Or so we, and she was like, then she was going to use that knife and not a knife from her fucking knife block. Like for any of this to work, she has to be sort of so medically not involved in what's going on around her. Do you know what I mean? She has to be like so like void, really. She has to. I mean, she she has is to, void. <laughs> she, she's the most hateful person who's ever lived, but she doesn't pay basic attention to even the most weird things going on around her, like. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It doesn't. Can I borrow the book? Because yes. I've got a ludicrous Are we going to visit Misogyny Corner now? Well, I've just got this. I feel like ridiculous. More more, bit I'm here. imagining like men in horrible coats have been gathering at Misogyny Corner waiting for us to arrive. Well, I suppose this does go into Misogyny Corner because um, <laughs> Joanna sort of laughs at Mary for fancying Dex, which is funny because she's the one dating him. Yeah, you then, banged him. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, well, in your car. They? It was heavily implied she fucked him in her, in her car, so... <laughs> Um, don't be judging Joanna <laughs> um, and then uh, don't laugh at me Joanna and then in a fury Mary reaped at her <laughs> reaped she reaped at her and then while she's reaping this is what she screams let me kill her let me kill her <laughs> like why I order Mary <laughs> who who in an attempted murder goes Mary's got some shit going let on let me kill her <laughs> let me kill her <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. I imagine he's like holding her back around the waist <laughs> and her little limbs are flapping oh god uh, anyway welcome to Misogyny Corner Yay! with Heather Perry okay so um, <laughs> we've only got a few points but they're major as you mentioned uh, Robo Stein thinks that girls are sexually attracted to the smell of soap um, floral soap <laughs> yeah where is it hiding from her boyfriend she thought of how Dex smelled sort of fresh almost flowery soapy it almost made her sad almost <laughs> one <laughs> you've used the word almost three times there um, why is she sexually attracted to do a thing that makes her sad which is soap really weird eh and I then, don't believe that women cry wank the way that men <laughs> cry wank but Robot Stein clearly believes that they do. If you're a woman who cry wanks, prove me wrong. But I don't believe that women do. Do you do it clutching a box of Daz? I don't really Only think once. that happens. But then she's like, um, she's like, oh god, look, he's wearing like torn jeans and a dirty t-shirt. He did have that wonderful soapy smell though. And when they were all alone late at night in the front seat of her car, he, well, why get into that? Is it that he soaps you? <laughs> Soapy wank in your car. Why? I, I I don't think I was ever attracted to like how clean someone was. Like obviously, you, it's a given, isn't it? You just want someone to not be like filthy. Yeah, but you're not like. Mm, so. Oh my god! Oh laundry! Oh woman's things! Like I I appreciate if people's 
smell like soap because then they don't smell like B.O. I would just rather they smell like a person. Yeah. Weird. So very strange, but obviously goes in with what he, you know, he hates the idea of having to do chores and write entire books about it. So of course it's a woman's job to be doing Mm. anything soapy. I will say that's one thing that I have appreciated about social distancing. I've not smelled anyone's B.O. or bad breath for a long time <laughs> apart from obviously my own I mainly nice. smell um, my cat's spit on the rest of their entire body <laughs> but it smells lovely um, so that's point number one point number two her entire personality is just yeah. like psychotic bitch and, and I get it because rich people are awful but I don't think they're that awful and two three <laughs> I can count the relationships in this are you sure you're not a small child <laughs> The relationships, but mainly the female relationships. So she hates her own mother, who's taking very good care of her, presumably buying her $40,000. And remember, that's a million pounds in today's money. Million pound BMWs. I read a book uh, that mentioned that it's actually been researched that people who drive BMWs are dickheads. Wow. And drive worse than anyone else. Just saying. So she's a bad driver. Um, Her mum's sending her to this private school that presumably costs loads of money. She, her mum never does anything bad, but she hates her. She hates her because she looks old. She hates her because she like wears makeup. But also she hates her because she thinks that her mum is jealous of how attractive she is. Like, what is this? Who has ever had this relationship with her mother? It's fucking bizarre. Unless, I suppose if we give him credit, she represents misogyny. That women... No, we're not giving him that. No, <laughs> not at all. That's not what he's doing. Don't come Don't come. I'm not that. saying he's doing it on purpose, <laughs> but one could read it that way well he is yes a misogynist yeah. well yeah but then also like we've literally got this sort of madonna um whore dichotomy except not really whore she's more like just evil like mary is like described as literally angelic yeah so it's like wow there's this this is the two type of woman like literally psychotic bitch lady or butt yeah <laughs> she's jaron is very much the butt she's the butt but yeah it's just like the whole thing is like what are you who is who are these people you know, sorry, that was me slamming They're the book down on my leg. Brain. Oh God, I don't want to be there anymore. I know. Well, anyway, we really finished. Uh, can I do my oh, yeah. Harry's favorite line? Oh, go on. <clears throat> what is there to cry about anyway? Just because Dex has joined the Living Dead? Just because your boyfriend smells like rotting meat and his face is falling off? <laughs> I'm gonna think about that a lot. <laughs> as long as that's not happening, <clears throat> no reason to cry. <laughs> So I didn't find any 90s or American or queer things, but there was actually some quite nice fashion. Well, well yeah. the Walkman, I suppose, is 90s. And um, she was getting her dre- undressed when her cellular phone rang. Yeah. And also, so, theres is it 90s thing or fashion thing that she's like laying on her bed on her front wearing a, like a really big oversized t-shirt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With curly hair on yeah, the phone. Yeah. We were, with those like rubber things to make your hair curly that was like the little foamy yeah. tube and you wrapped it around for a spiral <laughs> curl. So she wears a maroon silk blouse a dark suede miniskirt and black tights. I would wear that. Yeah, that that's, sounds nice. That's um, is it very the the craft? Yeah, that is. Mm. Yeah, like a Neve Campbell and craft. Yeah, she would wear that. Yeah, for sure. Um, too stupid to love heroin. I mean, too awful to be real heroin. I'm gonna say. Yeah, she's not. Well, no, she is quite stupid. As well. I mean, I'm not saying she's smart. Unobservant. Yeah. Uh, sexy sociopath bad boy I mean not really they're just both very bland yeah uh, I mean he is a bit of a sociopath to fake your own death I suppose, over yeah. and over again 
Yeah, don't do that. For someone you've got already got to beg to go out with you. Oh, yuck. Death toll's none, despite many fake outs. Yeah. Death toll is my faith in robots. Yeah, I was going to say death, the death of my <laughs> tolerance of this. Is it good? No. One? Oh, I don't want to give it a one. It's I not his worst. I liked the idea of the boyfriend being dead. <laughs> if only it wasn't done in such a terrible way. Yeah, I mean, it could. I feel like I would want to write that story. Yeah. So, okay, maybe would we even give it a three? No, two. No. Yeah, no, that's two. too far. Two. Is it good, bad? Oh, kind, kind of. Yeah. I mean, barks. Three. <laughs> <laughs> the more you think about it, the more ridiculous it gets, which is enjoyable in a way. Yeah. Three? Yeah, go on. Okay, wow. Wow. I mean, it's also a classic of the genre. The genre being shit books. That's true. Shitriture. Shitriture. <laughs> that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that we Paul, didn't think one of, that. of our listeners, Yeah, Paul. that was good. I wish we'd thought of that. That's good. Um, next week, it's the wrap-up. Oh, my God. Can you believe it's the end of season seven, nearly? How are we there already? The fuck? And we've got so many more books next season. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm so excited. So. We're going to give up our full-time jobs and just do this permanently. Yay! <laughs> So next week, find out which is the goodest, which is the good baddest, which is the pointiest. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Join us then. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. And if you would like us to stop doing all our other work and uh, just do this full time, <laughs> you're going to have to convince a lot more people to join mm. our Patreon at patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast. See you next week. Bye.